This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. And it was only a matter of time until we got Ohio State's arguably best player right now, EJ Liddell, on the show. We compliment that with an interview with Barstool's Jake Marsh. An awesome show talking all things college hoops, but more importantly, we talk Ohio State basketball. Before we get to all that, if you've been paying attention, if you looked at Twitter for even one second or Instagram or ESPN or anything, you saw that the Buckeyes in the first bracket reveal were projected to be a number one seed. Joey, what do you think of when you hear that? I can't believe it. It's so, oh, the luxury of being an Ohio State fan where you have an arguably the best team in college football all year. Obviously, it didn't end up being that way. And now you've got a number one seed in college basketball. I mean, like, is that even fair? Like, Alabama has a really good team in basketball, but they're – they don't have the same wins that Ohio State has. Like, it's not going to happen. This doesn't happen. It's just – it's so cool. I mean, having a number one seed is such a gigantic advantage in March. Uh, in, in a year where there's not that many advantages to have, I think it's just a massive, massive advantage. And if and if we end up being a one seed, that means we, you know, finish this year strong. We maybe even win the Big Ten Championship, which – Michigan skipped half its games in order to win the Big Ten Championship, so good good for them for finding the loophole. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's crazy. It's, it's really, really cool. It's a testament to these guys buying in and the coaching staff doing an incredible job and us beating the brains out of teams that we should beat and then going out on the road and beating teams that maybe we weren't favored in. It's just, it's just all awesome. It's just all awesome. So – I was talking about this. You bring up a good point. I was talking about this with my buddies the other day. In the last, not that you're not one of my buddies, one of my other buddies. In the last yeah, 20 yeah. years, in the last 20 years, definitely the last 10 years, but in the last 20 years since 2000, 2001, without a doubt, Ohio State is the top program if you're just looking at college basketball and college football. They're like tier one in a tier of their own if you're combined in just consistency. And then you drop down to tier two and you got like, the Floridas, the Wisconsins, the Michigan States, the Iowas, you know, the Oklahomas. But there really is no one that is up there with Ohio State. Florida, the beginning of the decade, but the second half of the decade, definitely not in basketball and really not a whole lot in football. So the last 10 years for sure, Ohio State's in a tier of their own. And overall, 20 years, you can make the argument that that it's Ohio State one with like Florida and Oklahoma right behind. Yeah, it's. I mean, it just goes back to being how how spoiled we are as Ohio State fans. So take it all in. It's not every year that you're going to have a team that's contending for a Big Ten championship, let alone a national championship. So uh, it's pretty darn cool. Obviously, I would love to see Ohio State on stay on the one line. Uh, I mean, they're like a consensus number one seed right now, which is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, obviously we got to take care of business against Penn State, which we know is kind of Ohio State's kryptonite, Coach Holtman's kryptonite. We beat them once this year. Going to Penn State is a whole different sort of beast, um, especially when there's no fans. I mean, it's just that's going to be a, a huge buzzkill to go all the way to Happy Valley for that. Um, but assuming we take care of business against Penn State, and we cannot look past them. This game on Sunday against Michigan is going to be – the biggest matchup that these two teams have played in so many years. 
I mean, probably the last one was like 2011 when it was Kraft's team going into Ann Arbor. Tim Hardaway. Yeah, and and he stole the ball at the end of the game. Like that's 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 the last time that this was a matchup of this magnitude. I mean, like it's in the grand scheme of things, it could end up being for the Big Ten championship. So Ohio State's schedule is not getting any easier in the Big Ten. Uh, they're playing really great basketball. The beatdown of Indiana, I love it. I think the luck. I think my lucky stars every single day that Coach Holtman is at Ohio State and Archie Miller is at Indiana. Um, I mean, it's just so amazing. Um, but yeah, I. I I can't. I mean, we've said it all about this Ohio State team. I mean, we're just beating a dead horse. It's really, really fun, and we'll know a lot about this team if we finish this week two and up. In your opinion, what has to happen for the Bucks to secure a one seed? And let's just say, let's just take the Big Ten tournament out of it because who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah. Not like they're not going to play or they're going to opt out or anything, but just pretend that there's no Big Ten tournament. What does Ohio State have to do to secure a one seed? Going into so, postseason play, so we have six games left. I think it's five now, or is it six now? I don't know. It's I Penn think it's State. Penn State, Michigan State, <laughs> Iowa, Illinois, uh, Michigan. Right. I, I mean, Illinois is our last game of the year. Um, right. I wasn't saying in order. I was just saying. Oh um, well, yeah. I think you got to take care of business at Michigan State, at Penn State, without a doubt. And you got to beat Iowa at home as well. And then if, if we go one and two against Michigan and – or do we play Michigan twice, you're saying? So it's, it's Penn just... State. It's Penn State, then Michigan. Okay. Then Michigan yeah. State. And then you end with – so let's go – let's do these first three first. Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. What do you think they need to do in those three? They have to go – I mean, they have to win two. If they win three, they might be a literal lock, you know, but – Yeah. Uh, and then you finish with Iowa and Illinois. And, and so you got to win two out of three against Iowa, Illinois, and Michigan to, to secure a number one seed, I think. Because if you beat Michigan, then you have the, the head-to-head argument over them. If you beat Illinois, you have the head-to-head argument over them because you're 2-0 against them. So you have to win two out of three. So, um so you assuming, think now, – now I'm going to make it more difficult on you, all right? Ohio I mean, State I'm, goes – well, Ohio State goes 5-0, and okay, the rest of their games. Nice. And they get bounced in their first game in the Big Ten tournament. And yeah, Iowa – or Iowa, Illinois, or Michigan wins the Big Ten tournament while beating those other top seven ranked teams. Do they jump Ohio State? Not if Ohio State's the regular season Big Ten champion. If they're five and zero, and no, yeah, if they win their next five games, they're number one seed. They might even be the number two team in the country by then. All right. So, what's your prediction? Well, how do they finish the season? What's the, what's their seed in March Madness? Five zero. Come on. What? Come on. Five and zero. Number one seed. Like, what? Am I going to say anything else different? Nope. I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't do anything. I. I don't know. I'm. My heart is. Uh, my heart is being tugged in all different places, my brain, my heart. It's, I've never felt this way about Ohio State team. I mean, even when I was there, it's, it's Ooh, I have an amazing fan. question. I have an amazing question. Would you rather yes. them lose in the national championship, but you get to go to the final four game and the national championship or win the national championship, but you can't watch? Win? What? You can't watch. You don't even get to know that they won. 
So then how do I answer this question? No, like you, you get, you're not like following. Obviously the next day you, you wake up and you see Ohio State won the okay, national yeah. championship. Yes. Yes. Even though that is so impossible on so many different levels. <laughs> but. No, you're locked, you're locked in a basement and you just have to you only watch reruns of Nick shows from when we were growing up. Okay, I mean, like, that's a super realistic situation, definitely. But Well, iCarly I Carly and Drake and Josh are streaming now. Well, I love I, – yeah, that's not the unrealistic <laughs> part. Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, are you – you're saying that I'm bigger than Ohio State? No chance. I'm not bigger than Ohio State. Nobody is. I will take the national championship, even if I have to find out the next day, which is not at all possible. But you're welcome, Coach Holman. I'm willing to sacrifice – me knowing for you guys to take home the natty. Could you imagine if they won the national championship? No. Can you imagine if they're playing Mizzou and we have a little pregame show with Greenberg, uh, uh, Greenberg, Holtman, and Coach Martin? Uh, I think the chances are better of <laughs> I think the better chance of getting struck by lightning than Mizzou making the championship. No, 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 no. Because Mizzou's going to have a one in sixty-four chance, and you're not like you're or one in sixty-eight. Not, you know that's not how statistics work. Gonzaga no, but it's not. It's right. Okay, so it's not. It's not one in sixty-eight, but it's also not whatever the. Per, you don't have to get a perfect bracket. You don't have to get the other games right. Okay, I think there's a better chance you get attacked by a shark than Mizzou making the national championship. It's it's one out of two. It's it's one out. Of I'll, two cut my, times I'll, one I'll cut out my. I'll cut my pinky off. I'll cut my pinky off. If, uh, if no, let's do an wins. actual bet. Let's do an actual bet because I wouldn't want you to do that. So do something that you would actually do that would be enjoyable for us to experience. But like, Jay Sean Tate to the hole. But also pretty Assist. embarrassing. Assist Jay Sean Tate. Um, I'll change. You get to pick my my Twitter photo for a month. How about that? And Mizzou nope, nope. Tw your Twitter handle for a week is Joey Smoke 14 Mizzou. Wait, but Joey Smoke 14 MIZ. But then someone can take Joey Smoke 14. I don't want them to take it. Fine. Your your well, name, your name has my, to be. Yeah. I'll change my name to number one Missouri Tiger fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Even if, if they make the sweet 16, I'll do that. Okay. I don't, All right. I don't know. Nope. Nope. Shake <laughs> through the through the camera. Shake. Josh Schaffner, if you're listening, tweeted us. You heard him say it. Mizzou Sweet but, Sixteen. But, he has to change his name. I, I, that's fine. I'll do that. But like, I get to pick a team that's under the like a, uh, like an under under a like a six or lower seed to make the Sweet Sixteen. Also, so then <gasps> if that happens, then I don't have to do it. Fair. Fair. Okay. You have to pick an equivalent seed as Mizzou. So whatever they get seated. Oh, okay, so good. So a seven-seater lower. Yeah, or like a three-seed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to EJ Liddell and Jake Marsh. Or Jake Marsh. We don't know which one's first. No, we're putting EJ first. We're putting EJ first. Or Jake. All right, here's EJ Liddell or Jake Marsh. Don't drive the lane on EJ Liddell. Unless you're listening right now, because then you're driving the lane on EJ Liddell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's EJ Liddell or Jake Barsh. <laughs> All right. Join us now on Drive the Lane from the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, EJ Liddell. EJ, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. 
EJ, let's get this out of the way. Um, I'm the reason you committed to Ohio State, correct? Yeah, you played a huge factor, probably like 98% of it. Yeah, definitely. No, but in all seriousness, um, let's, we'll, we'll take a step back here. Joining Ohio State is a huge decision for, you know, for any recruit, any prospect going into college. Picking their school is a big deal. What drew you to come to Ohio State? Oh, just just the family. I mean, just everybody around, family connection, and just the just the vibe that everybody brings. All the guys are connected. The coaches are honest, and just the whole experience. I, I didn't want to miss out on it, and I don't feel like if anybody gets the opportunity, I don't see why they would want to not be there. So obviously, we don't want to fast forward through your entire first year at Ohio State, but real quickly, last year was you know you came in off the bench, you were role player when needed. You had a big block that helped us out because we tweeted it and it went kind of viral against Illinois when you blocked it like 400 <laughs> sections in the stand. So thank you for that. But this year, obviously, you're a huge part of the team. What is clicking for you and this team right now? Um, just just the connection that we have. I mean, everybody's bonding into their role. I mean, obviously, I have to step up more this year. Uh, a couple other people have to step up more. I mean, everybody's just bonding into their role, and that's how we're winning, honestly. Just the connection that we have on the court is helping us. And everybody's just going in when they're getting their number called, they're going in and playing great minutes. One one thing specifically about this team that I think is unique, and, and you know, we talked about it before we started recording, everything happens for a reason, whether it's been the coronavirus stuff, missing the college basketball season. C.J. Walker, the, the leader, the voice of the team, he goes down with a hand injury. We love C.J. on this show, obviously. I mean, like, CJ was my scout team backcourt mate, so, like, we go way, way back. Yeah. But everything happens for a reason, and it's turned out to be a kind of a blessing in disguise um, for the rest of the guys. Talk about kind of the mentality um, that kind of came with the team when CJ was uh, missing a couple games. Yeah, I mean, CJ is obviously a leader. He's been a leader ever since he's gotten there. I mean, so it's just, it's just the fact that he went down, somebody else had to step up and be a bigger voice. And I felt like a lot of other people did that. I, I'm happy that Justin stepped in into the point guard role because we were down two point guards at the time. He just stepped in and just, just did everything he could to try to lead the team. And CJ, when CJ was out, he was also on the sideline being a coach. It was crazy. I mean, he was like he started his coaching career already. He was like, yeah, two wins under his belt already. And he's just just a big voice to the team. And when he went down, other people stepped up. So I never got to be in a, in a college basketball locker room. You guys both have. What I'm curious about, you know, you're the number four team in the country right now. What's the preparation as a number four team look like versus the preparation is maybe like, outside the top 25 or 25, 24? Is it different? What's it like? I'm going to let you take that however you want to take it. Um, I feel like we approach every single game the same, no matter at the beginning of the season and no matter when we got knocked out of the top 25, we approach every single game the same. And we look ahead against anybody. We're focused on Penn State for Thursday. And that's how we just approach every single game with the same underdog mentality. EJ, let me uh, steal your spotlight for a second and, and answer that a little bit better because you gave the perfect answer as a current player, but as a former player, um, when we were ranked outside the top 25, we were practicing for three hours. And when we were ranked in the top 10, we were doing more individual workouts and run and shoot and, and going over plays and a little less contact. And I think that's deserved. You go with whatever's working, right? Like you're, 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 you're a fan of that strategy, right? Yep. <laughs> 
I'll fix it. So your your uh, I think it was your senior year because your senior year of high school, Joey was our senior year of college, right? Yeah. So your senior year. So I'm from I'm from same town as Joey, same area. So I was watching the Illinois basketball state championship and I'm watching you and I'm like, all right, this is the best player to ever pick up a basketball ever. Like these, there's no, it's just not even fair. These kids that are going against EJ right now, when you had to kind of readjust and be like, all right, I'm not the biggest guy and the best ball handler all at the same time anymore. What was that adjustment like? Uh, it was, I mean, it was different. I mean, night in and night out, we're playing, I mean, division one guys. I mean, high school, you'll see like one on a team, maybe two on a lucky night. And they're probably one of the best teams in the country. But I mean, just, just stepping into that role. I mean, growing up, I always played against like elite guys in AAU, going to camps and different things. But it's just, just the fact that I had to play my role because I was playing under two great upperclassmen and Kyle and Caleb. And I just had to learn my role. So, Andrew talked about high school. Do you know what the – no matter what game is being – who you guys are playing, what time of the year, you know what the one thing that the commentators say every single time you go to the free throw line is? Uh, Two-time Mr. Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom says it every single time. Yeah. Every time. I could be sitting watching TV, you go to the line the first three minutes of the game, and they go, you know what's special about EJ Liddell? And I'll, like, put it on mute and I'll say it myself. I'll be like, he's a two-time Mr. Basketball <laughs> in Illinois. It's uh, do you realize how ridiculously cool that is? Like right now, do you realize how cool that is? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's a huge accomplishment. I'm so proud of myself about that, and I know uh, it's a big thing in the state. But like, I don't think I like really understand how big it is until like further down the road. Like also the two state championships. Me and my friends talk about it all the time, and like it's just the fact that like it's so recent. We don't understand how really how big it is till we get older. <laughs> You know who definitely realizes it and sees your talent? That's Illinois, because every time you play them, you say, hey, um, I'm Illinois Mr. Basketball. I got some. I got a little bit of advice for you. You know how, like, when you're nervous about something, you're just supposed to imagine everyone in their underwear and it, like, makes you less nervous? Yeah. If you're ever nervous in a game, you should just imagine that everyone's wearing Illinois jerseys because then you'll go out and you'll have 30 and 20 and there will be – no problem. So that's my – that's the Andrew advice of the day to E.J. Liddell. Okay, I might, I might use that strategy. Should we even ask you if you have a different mentality against Illinois or are you just going to say that you take every game the same business <laughs> opponent? Are you just going to say that? Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, let's, let's talk about the Big Ten, though. Obviously, the best conference in college basketball. Ever since I was at Ohio State, everybody called it the Ten. But now, since you guys are the top five team in the country and everyone loves you guys, now everyone's realizing that you're saying it and you guys are getting all the credit for calling it the 10. Um, talk about just the night in, night out, the physicality. What do you think of when you hear Big Ten basketball? <laughs> Always expect the unexpected. I mean, like, yeah, it's crazy. Night in, night out, any team can get beaten in any given day, no matter if you're 0-11, you're playing the number one team in the conference. I mean, upsets is always bound to happen. But, I mean, it's just like you got to approach every single game the same or you can get beat that day, no matter what game it is. So that's, that's how I look at the Big Ten because it's very competitive. It's going to be tough for you guys to get beat when, you know, you're playing well, Dwayne's hitting shots, Justin's hitting shots. If they're both open, all right, who are you passing the ball to? Justin. No question. He's shooting. 
there from three right now. I mean, dude, I don't even think that's a question. Dwayne's a great shooter. I'm not disrespecting him, but I mean, catch and shoot, I'm back. Um, do they still shoot together after practice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, fun story. Uh, after practice every single day, my senior year, so it had been their freshman years, we, us three, we shot together and we only counted swishes. Yeah. When we went around the top, of the, we went around the three point line. We only shot threes also. And we called them squishes. So if you ever, you know, want, want to, you know, let them, uh, you'll, you'll be in on a little secret between them. You just let them know, like, hey, man, I need to need a couple more squishes from you. All right. It was so funny when I, when I called it that, too. Like, and I was just being annoying, but they thought it was funny. And we, and we rolled with it. So, yeah, just matters yourself. He doesn't hit off it most of the time. Yeah. He's, I, he's unbelievable because he, I mean, on his visit, we were like skeptical because, I mean, like, like everybody who comes in for their visit, you're like, okay, this kid's in high school. He's, you know, obviously, like, the height is going to be the same, but, like, he's not filled out, and he's, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's a white boy from the middle of nowhere, Ohio, you know, whatever. We're, we're all skeptical. And he came out and scored on JT three times in a row in the open gym, and we were like, okay, maybe this guy's got a little bit of game. So we're <laughs> in the beginning. But now it's like he's on another level. There's, not, there's only a handful of guys that I've ever been around that when they shoot it, you think it's going in. Like, you are – you more often than not, you think it's going in. Dwayne's one of those guys, and Justin's one of those guys for sure. I, I cannot believe – And EJ from the elbow. That – and when you are going left from the from the left block, going left, jump stop, fade away, that's the same feeling I have when they shoot it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, counter. the counter against Trace Jackson when you did the same thing, and went right through him and he fouls you. It's just money. Like, you just, you're just toying with them. Yeah. I mean, I got that guy's poster right there. I mean, Kobe, I mean, I, I watched his game. I still got to learn a lot more from him. But I just take a little bit of bits and pieces out of that and add it to me. Safe to say that's your favorite player, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I wear 32 because of Shaq also. So, like, my Twitter name is easy, 2432. So, that, yeah. I'm the same way. All my stuff's uh, 23 for LeBron, and that's who I model my game after also. So so I'm with you on that. So I, for some reason, whenever we post about you or you do stuff, it, it does very well. And the biggest moment of that was – I forget who, who you guys were playing. Um, what? Northwestern? Yeah. Yeah, Northwestern. You're playing Northwestern. And someone drove the lane on you, and you blocked it. And the announcer said, it's never a good idea to drive the lane on EJ Liddell. And the announcer, we kind of knew the announcer calling the game. He goes, drive the lane, a great Ohio State podcast that you definitely need to check out. So thank you for that, which brings me to my next question. This is all big setup and build up. <laughs> What's a worse decision, leaving Justin open or trying to drive the lane on EJ Liddell? That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, I would say leave Justin open. <laughs> leave Justin open. Because I remember, I'll never forget it. We were playing against Rutgers, and Justin passed it in the post, and the guy went to go double team, left Justin wide open. I looked at Kyle before he even shot. I'm like, what is he doing? He's like, yeah, just went straight in. I went, well, I'm pretty good at blocking shots. <laughs> You got to add something. You know, Zed's got the finger guns. Matumbo had the the finger wag. You got to do something. You got to do like a, I don't, I don't 
can't even think of anything right now. Usually I'm good with that, but you got to do something after blocks. Oh, no. Oh, Just, no. like, hold your hand up like this. Because usually you get the full palm on it. You're easy. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't listen to him. You're good. You keep doing what you're doing, okay? We don't All right. need any of that cool. funny business. He went to Missouri. He doesn't get it. Zed Key does it. Zed Key does it. So you can do it. Just put the five yeah. up. Yeah, he's been doing that since, like, seventh grade. He showed me a clip. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's just been him for a minute. All right. How about, how about this? If you're at a two-on-two basketball tournament as a team, you get to select your partner. You have the first pick, which I don't know why we're giving you the first pick. You should probably not have a pick at all. Who are you taking? That's a lot to choose from. Mm, I might have to go with CJ. That's probably the deadliest mid-range game, like, of, of many. Yeah, but could go out, knock down some threes, and also just mid-range pull-ups. I don't think anybody can stop that. And yeah. defense. I mean, like – Yeah, and defense. <laughs> Yeah, because be nobody's getting around. Team. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I would actually want to do that. Like if everybody just picked a team, two and two, see how that goes. That'd be pretty cool. Well, we used to, and I'm sure you guys do it too. Obviously, like you know, you send the text like, "Hey, does anyone want to get shots up? Does anyone want to play open gym, whatever?" And we used to, you know, back in in the day before, we only had like eight healthy guys, like ever. It seemed like so we would start. We would play. We would play two v two v two v two. 52, we would play four, yeah. we would play three on three, we would play 42, which I don't even know if you guys play that anymore, the shooting game where you got to tip in the misses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we would do anything we could. So next, so in the off season, you just let the guys know, like, hey, heads up, guys. Like, we're not we're, – we have open gym today, but we're playing a two-on-two tournament, and it's me and CJ, and you guys can pick the rest of the teams. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. But I don't think that would ever happen. We'll probably pick – He'll probably have Kyle and CJ pick teams, and yeah, that probably would never happen. Yeah, you probably be with uh, with uh, the the fake Danny Hummer. I always forget how to say his first name. <laughs> it's only because his number's forty. Yeah, Hanson. Yeah. Nobody yeah. <laughs> yeah. can replace D forty at all. Never, never ever. So, what does the leading scorer on the number four team in the country do when he is not hooping or? As Cardell Jones like to say, likes to say, play in school. Well, I'm not doing schoolwork uh, or playing basketball. I'm either taking a nap, playing some video games. I love playing video games. I don't think anybody on the team could beat me in Madden besides Seth. Seth is the only one who consistently like beats me in Madden. But I'm up on the on the series and play some 2K. So yeah. So Madden and 2K, those are the go-to games. Mm-hmm. Who are your teams? Yep. I don't know. I, I can play with anybody. I usually just shuffle, or when I'm playing by myself, I play my ultimate team. I, I got Lamar Jackson, quarterback, so that tells you about <laughs> do you, When you guys play, do you guys do, like, three randoms, suicide mm-hmm. pick? Yep. Just making, yeah. sure, just making sure you guys are doing them the right way. Yeah, like, last year I was lethal with the Vikings. The, the Vikings. Yeah, they were great. Dalvin Cook was good, and they had Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. They were crazy. <laughs> See, like, when I play – I haven't played Madden in so long. I don't think I ran the ball ever. I never, ever. But, like, obviously, you got to have a little bit – you got to have some balance, you know? Yeah. That's why I, that's why I was not good, clearly. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a mixture between both. EJ, are there any current NBA players that you try to watch as many of their games as you can? 
Paul Mills. I've, I've been watching him for a long time, just taking taking bits out of his game. Because he's not the tallest guy, but he also can body taller guys. And he also can go out there and uh, guard like two through five. And I've been taking a little bit pieces out of his game, try to add it to mine. Have you ever talked to him? I'm sure if you sent him a DM, you were like, hey, come get this work in the offseason. He'd come hang out with you. <laughs> no, I, I should do that, shouldn't I? I probably should do that, yeah. Well, that's some second piece of advice from me. Where did or, or EJ, you guys, either one can answer. Where did Paul Millsap go to college? Oh, uh, I know this. I know this. It's EJ's uh, favorite player. I'll let him answer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't been watching that long. Yeah, EJ, just uh, you know, just a heads up. That's like my best thing in the world is knowing where people went to college. So yeah. So you can ask me anyone, but he went to Louisiana Tech. So. I honestly did not know that. You never guessed that, so that's why yeah. I, that's why I threw it up. Sorry, sorry, not to interrupt the. Sorry. I don't want to make this a, a quiz show. It's my bad. Well, I got I got a similar question. Paul Millsap obviously did not go to Ohio State, as we just discovered. But who's your favorite? And it probably hasn't been able to happen as much this year. But last year, like or when over the summer, who's your favorite alumni to come around and hang out at the program? Probably Geo Greg Oden. Yeah, he came around, always had a smile on his face, always always gave a little bit of tips and advice here and there. So, um, how about Also, yeah, Jared Sullinger always gave advice, too. I talked to him. I talked to him, like, every other week. He's just giving advice about the season. Sully is the number one pick for me in terms of pickup, who I would take. He's the best pickup player I've ever seen, even when yeah. he was – even when he was 350 pounds or something like that, he was the best player. He was the best pickup player I've ever seen. It was almost- yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. We played one-on-one. I worked out with him a lot in the summer. We played one-on-one, and he just made some shots. I'm like, how does that even go in? Yeah. It's pro stuff, man. It's just crazy. It, I mean, my claim to fame is beating John Diebler in a three-point shooting contest, so you'll get there. Because <laughs> if I could do it, then you can do it. But yeah. Sully – he used to, oh, my gosh, the stuff he used to do to some guys, and we don't need to their names because it, it doesn't matter, Ohio State guys that, that don't matter. The stuff that yeah. he used to do to them as a washed-up pro is just – I mean, it's a different level of basketball. It's crazy. Yeah. He was unbelievable. I, I, I mean, like – and I, I mean, like, D'Angelo played with us. Mike Conley played with us. Sully, by far – I mean, peak G.O. was pretty incredible. But, like, <laughs> Sully, just different level because he's shooting from half court. He's handling the ball the whole time. He's posting up. Yeah. He's just working on his game. Like, it's literally like a practice for him. It's just crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy. So, so yeah. Joey and I were in, like, middle school. Yeah, we were in, like, middle school, early high school when Sullinger was on Ohio State. We grew up Ohio State fans. He was my, like, favorite, favorite, favorite player, like, phone background, everything. And the first ever yeah. interview we did for Drive the Lane, Joey's like – Hey, we're gonna interview Sullinger. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my favorite, my favorite player ever. The reason I like, like literally, like I used to be pretty thick and I kind of would, yeah. would play like him. So I was freaking out. So if you ever meet Paul Millsap, just take a deep breath. It's just take another guy. Uniform. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. yeah, picture him in an Illinois uniform. Take a deep breath, it's just another guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, how about this one? You could have you could have three dinner guests with you. Your dream dinner guests, who are they? Three guys or girls, three people. Wow, that, that, that you just put me on the spot. Okay, uh, 
I'm gonna have to go J. Cole. Okay. That's my favorite rapper. I'm gonna have to go with J. Cole. Two. If you were still here, rest in peace, Kobe. I would definitely say Kobe. And then number three. Oh no, that's a question mark. That is a question mark. I would probably say I would say my dad. He probably yeah. made oh, that's oh that's always such a great answer. He'd probably make that dinner hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I um whenever people another way to phrase that question is the golf foursome, you know, who would you want to play golf mm -hmm. with? And I always include my dad to get the little the brownie points that people are like, Oh, I never thought of that. That's good to have your dad in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So my my final question. All right. Last question. And then we're done, unless we think of a couple others. All right. What do you like more? The surprising Holtman after a win with either, you know, whatever you guys do when you're quiet or you're not in there or the, our honor, defend, we will fight to the end for Ohio. Because I like that. What's your favorite of those two post-game rituals? <laughs> uh, we just started doing the surprising Holtman thing this year. And the the singing anthem is like a classic, but I'm gonna have to go surprise a coach because he he really is like confused. Like he looks around, like I remember at the Illinois game, we were just sitting there like all, all quiet and stuff. He, he came in clapping, like was really excited, and nobody said a word. And it was it was just crazy because you could see the excitement on the coach's face. So I'll probably say the surprise well, coach. Is it hard to focus with such a handsome coach? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to start. Yeah, not going Instagram live again. That's just a weird question. I don't know how to answer that. All right, we'll we'll move past that. EJ, how we end every interview on Drive the Lane? I know you know this because you listen to all our episodes. Um, is is we turn the tables onto you, and we put you as the interviewer seat, and you can ask us any questions that you've been dying to ask us. So the floor is yours. Hmm. I had a question for you. Does does uh do you be coaching on the couch like when you're watching the game? Absolutely. Like what what is your biggest pet peeve like when we're all playing that we don't do? Ooh, that's a great. That is an amazing question. Wow. You know what it is. You know what it is for you personally. Yeah. You go up and you're straight up, and then you try and smack the shit out of the ball for no reason when you already know he's gonna miss the layup. And yeah. I know Holman. I've seen it in the huddle. Holtman hates that more than anything. So that's one pet peeve. But you know that one. You don't. You don't need me to tell you that one. Because you're gonna block it. You're gonna block it regardless. You can either go up and try and block it, or go up and be straight. And he's gonna miss it. It's like yeah. up to you. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, what else? I mean, I don't know. Like I could say like when Dwayne does something on offense, right? Like I mean, everybody. You know. I mean, but yeah, it's gonna be one of those a game, though. Yeah, and I loved when he did that because when he screwed up like that, that meant I got to go in the game. So like, yeah. it wasn't that it wasn't that bad for me. Um, some of the other things you guys are playing so well right now, it's hard. It's really hard for me to to coach like that on the couch. But like, there's been times like where guys guys who come into the game, you know, guys who maybe who who they're not in a rhythm and stuff like that, and they come in and like they have a bad closeout or they foul or. Or they whatever. Like I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Why are these guys even in the game, man? Like by myself, like getting all mad and stuff." When I know that's 
so dumb of me to say. Um, yeah. I'll do that from, from time to time. But, but the number one thing is like, uh, I used to always, my dad can vouch for this. I used to always say as a player that for some reason, the really bad three point shooters shot so well against us, like every single game. So like now I think about that as a fan and like, you guys might be like closing out to them. Like they're a Rondo. And when I'm like, they're just going to make it in your face, like at least put a hand up. Like I'll just yell like, like put a hand up. And I'm just sitting there in my room by myself. Oh man, it's bad. Like it's, it's bad, but like it could be so much worse. And thank God you guys are really good. So it's, it makes it a lot easier on me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely true. Honestly, like every single, every other game is like a, a guy who's probably had like one, three this whole year. And we leave him open. He hits like two, two of them. So that's definitely. Be like, be like a guy has eight points all year and he has 24 against us, you know, like stuff like yep. that. Every, yep. Yeah. It's crazy. I got nothing right. left. So huh? you, it's all it's all you, EJ. We got no questions left. It's all, it's on you now. He basically answered like all my questions. <laughs> when in. That's a uh, good question, though. That was a real. That's like one of the best ones we've ever gotten, probably. Well, we got one from uh, Jay Sean Tate, but we had to cut it out because it was a little it was a little silly. But that was that was, that was not a good one. I didn't appreciate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. If you don't have anything else, that's fine, man. Like, thought you'd come a little bit more prepared. That's yeah, fine. you're just a kid. You're just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I was not prepared. I was definitely not prepared. That was my only question. I feel like that was the best thing I could do. It was a good one. I mean, like Dwayne asked us when we had him on after when you guys were sitting in the in the stadium at Wisconsin, and we talked yeah. to him for like 15 minutes. He asked us like what our three favorite candies were. So, could have been that. I did just – I just definitely just had, like, an hour conversation. Like, what was the top five best cereal – cereals of all time? Yeah. What's your one? Uh, I'm going to have to go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't think I can eat it all the time because it has way too much sugar. But, like, if I just, like, was to get full, it would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. See, but, like, that doesn't factor in. Like, for me, like, I could have 100 bowls of Lucky Charms. 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Andrew, give me a top three cereals. <laughs> top three cereals. I don't eat cereal a whole lot. I'm not a big cereal guy. I do like I do like Reese's Puffs, Ooh, and please. I do really like Captain Crunch with the Crunch Berries. <laughs> and oh man, You're a you know what? You, cereal guy, you got some good answers. Well, you know what you can really snack on, but it's not that good. Is those pops? Ooh, yeah. Pops. Like yeah. they're not that good, but they're they're a great non milk cereal, you know, where you could like yeah. what about yeah. mini wheats? Yeah, yeah. Those are great non milk cereal. But that's an athlete food. I'm not I'm not an athlete. You are now, you're a boxer. True. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> EJ's like, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> All right, EJ. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you got to come on once a week now. That's what we discussed with uh, with Wall. He said that was cool. So, the week, week weekly meetings with EJ Liddell. All right. I mean, we we can set some up like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're too nice of a guy. You'd be like, you should, and then he's gonna text me. He's old, and when we're done, be like, Joey, just so you know, like I have a big like math test next week, so I'm not gonna be able to come on. <laughs> yeah, I do. Got to take a quiz tonight, so not looking forward to that. 
Well, if you need help, don't ask us because we are okay. out of the we are out of the school game. We have not taken tests in a while. Joey looks to be frozen over there, so it looks like I'm gonna have yeah, to take this would... out. Okay, oh, he's back. You. Joey's back. Joey's back. I mean, you guys were frozen too. So, oh, I guys... told EJ. I told EJ that if he needs help on his quiz, not to ask us because we are we're not. We're, we've been out of the school game. I was good at math, EJ. You can ask me, even though it's probably I. It's probably you said not. science. Did you say it was a science quiz? Oh, you have a science quiz. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, probably not. We'll just say it's not legal for me to help, so that's why that's my excuse to not help. Wait, I just thought of one more question. <laughs> All right. So this is different for every school, every high school, every middle school. What color are your math and science like binders and folders? Like when you think math and science, what do you associate? with those colors for school science i'm a uh definitely orange orange science is green science is green science is yellow oh my goodness <laughs> yeah science is orange for me because all my folders growing up it was definitely i wrote science on the orange one yeah okay so what but what's math that's the most important one we all agree on what math is after i'm i'm pretty sure it's blue Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, red, red, red. Oh, no, that's English. Language arts is red. Yeah. That was yellow for us. <laughs> See, EJ, I mean, like, that's just what we do. That's what happens when you're the player of the year in the state like me and EJ were. That's what color your math, that's what color your math and language arts folders are. <laughs> we were, social studies was blue for us. No, social studies is green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll a- leave you with that, EJ. Go rearrange your folders. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. we appreciate it, man. Good All luck right. on Thursday. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane. Co-host of uh, Barstool Bench Mob also helps out with part of my take. Jake Marsh. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, two weeks from today, we will be in March. So I don't get how people can't get excited over that. I, I, we sleep in May, obviously, <laughs> yes. as, as our good friend John Rothstein says. Um, Jake, we've been having, uh, as you would imagine, a lot of college basketball guys on our show lately. And we've been starting out each episode by basically giving them the floor to talk about whatever they think is relevant in the weird college basketball world that we're living in right now. What are your takeaways from this year so far? So, obviously, it's been a year unlike anything we've ever seen just because of COVID and pauses and last-minute scheduling. North Carolina literally tweeted out this morning, can someone come play us (laughs) this week? Which I don't think – I feel like we've seen that at the lower level, but for a program like UNC to do it, can't really shame them. I mean, that's how things are in the COVID world, but that just shows how unique – of a time we are in because Roy Williams, they won the championship three years ago, I think, or three or four. Uh, yeah, 2017. And they're asking for an opponent to come to Chapel Hill this week. So I think that's definitely the biggest storyline uh, between that, just like the flexibility and the Gonzaga Baylor storyline. Obviously they were supposed to play in December, got postponed. Uh, they're, they're the two best teams right now. Of course, Michigan and you guys are Buckeye fans. Right behind, but I think you would agree that the Gonzaga Baylor storyline right now is tremendous, and it would be a win for the sport if they somehow were undefeated and met in the championship on uh, the last day of the season. It's it's obviously the weirdest year, and 
by year, I don't mean 2021. I mean, since last March, I don't think anyone would complain if they were like, Hey, right before uh, March madness, we're going to do a little college football playoff style where Gonzaga is going to play Ohio state. Baylor's going to play Michigan and then we'll start March madness. What do you think of that? I mean, that would be something, but I don't know. You can't mess with the March madness, 68 teams. Just seeing that giant bracket on selection Sunday and all of the possibilities, what is it, like one in a gazillion? Like no one's ever gotten perfect. Just the chaos, the, the potential of chaos is what makes the tournament so great. Jake, what do you think about the idea of having the top seeds get to pick who they're playing against? Hmm. That would be interesting, but I feel like if you look at all 68 teams in the tournament, I feel like they would pick. No offense to the MIAC and the SWAC, but they would probably pick the auto bids out of that league, right? Sure. So, but they would run, but you can't pick them all. So, you know, Gonzaga is going to get to pick, you know, Moorhead State Tech Community College. Yeah. But then, got, and then, but by the time you get to Michigan, who's going to be the fourth number one seed? Well, Ohio State's the third number one seed, of course. Um, by the time you get to Michigan, they, they have to settle for, you know, Louisiana. <laughs> Fighting Irish, you know, like it's 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 a hard, it's a weird dynamic. And then by the time you get to the eight versus nine seeds, they're like, oh shoot, we're stuck with these really good teams who maybe they have the quality of being a four seed, but no one wants to play. I think it'd be interesting. I wouldn't mess with March Madness, but wanted to hear your take. No, for sure. I think the MLB actually considered doing that. I think they eventually pulled the plug, but I'm pretty sure there was some sort of proposal out there that said the top seed gets to pick their opponent. so, yeah, if it did on college basketball, it'd be something, especially in a one-game format, there would be some upsets. That's how you make – that's how you would create some rivalries out of thin air, too. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, maybe in a preseason tournament, that'd be fun. Obviously, you're not messing with March Madness, but, you know, for whatever it's worth, we just – on drive the lane, you know, we just throw stuff out there and we see if it sticks. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're just, like, kind of asking Jake crazy questions and, and seeing what he thinks of it. I got a real question, though. So – we know that you got your allegiance to Syracuse. You got your allegiance to Vermont. But who's your team that you're like, all right, these guys are on. I'm making sure my schedule is clear tonight to watch that game. I really like the one-two punch of Io and Kofi at Illinois. Um, I Obviously, you guys are Ohio State fans. You don't want to hear that. Um, but I've said it on our podcast, Bench Mob, before. Kofi might be playing the wrong sport. He could literally be a tight end. He could step up on the offensive line, block, go out for a 20-yard pass from Mahomes or Brady, and just truck defenders in his way. Because what is he, seven foot, 265 or something? I don't know if I have those numbers exact. He's freaking nature. 70285, excuse me. I understand. How'd you get that? How'd you get that so quickly? I have Ken Palm up. I love Ken Palm. <laughs> <All right. laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Marty Mush oh, doesn't. That's who doesn't. He trashes me every episode. He's like, who's listening to that? Nerd. I can't take. When he says that, but that's a completely <laughs> different story. Um, no, but uh, I was obviously one of the more athletic guards out there. Uh, pretty tall guard too, six five. Him and Kofi are lots of uh, a lot of fun to watch. Aside from your Buckeyes and Michigan coming back from their pause, uh, Illinois is probably the hottest uh, team right now. And and I only I only made that face and that reaction because obviously we're Ohio State fans we're not we don't root for Illinois I have a billion friends and so does Andrew who went to Illinois who constantly are talking about how they're the better team even though we went to their house and dismantled them for 40 minutes yeah that's that's besides the point my my follow-up question to, to Andrew's question is 
if you had to narrow it down to a, to a player or a few that you're clearing your schedule to watch, who are some of those guys? So Io Kofi, I mentioned. Yep. Um, Jared Butler is an awesome guard. Incredible. Corey Kispert can shoot. I'm sorry, I'm not really answering the questions. Just naming all the great players. <laughs> yeah, um, just take the best players from the best teams. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's an easy cop out. Um, seeing Hunter Dickinson get every single rebound that came his way on Sunday against Wisconsin was impressive. Uh, he looked like Doctor Octopus from the Spider-Man movies, just clawing out every single board possible. I think I saw a stat where I think it was Potter and Reavers. They had zero combined rebounds in the game. Wisconsin's guys. We don't like the Wisconsin big men on this show, so you're good. You're oh. in a safe space here. Okay. My, uh, my, one of my bosses, Big Cat, he wouldn't like to hear that. One of my bosses. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if Big Cat ever talked to us about Ohio State versus Wisconsin, it would be, it would be a long-winded conversation. That's no doubt about it. Fair, fair. Uh, so, Joey gets a little annoyed when I ask this, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I like squeezing it in. What do you think of the Missouri Tigers? And we have had Coach Martin on the show, so be nice. Yeah, look, with Mizzou, I said it on our show recently. Um, they're going to be, what, a top four or five seed in the tournament. Uh, but I'll speak for myself. When I see them in the bracket, I'm just going to say, what have they done as a program to prove they can win in the tournament? And then you immediately think of, Norfolk State in 2012. Sorry to bring that up. Um, I hope they prove me wrong, but I don't know. And they're on a little bit of a skid right now. They're on a little bit of a skid right now. Um, But the fact that they're in this position, I don't think anyone saw this coming because I thought they were a nobody. Then they beat Illinois in December. uh, And they're like, you're like, okay, they're for real. Um, But then you lose back to back games in the SEC. I'm looking at their schedule now, pretty favorable. Um, Georgia, South Carolina, Ole Miss, A and M, and then they end with uh, the team I grew up rooting for, the Gators. Um, so, how many look, teams do you have? Tournament. Okay, <laughs> the school I went to, the team I worked for, and the team I rooted for growing up. I feel like those are all fair. That's fair. fair. That's fair. So it's not I'm like right, I'm right there with you. Root, yeah, I root for three teams, sure, but I think all of my reasons are pretty fair. So then, obviously, you're, you're a podcast host, and you're also um, on the, the biggest, you know, sports podcast in the world. When you have guests come on that you make some sort of relationship with, do you then, in turn, root for them? And then you have a bunch of rooting interests. We do that. 100, yeah, 100%. So um, the Blakes, I, was, I didn't really care for Blake Griffin, uh, Blake Bortles, and Brooks Kepka. Now Brooks Kepka is my favorite golfer. Um, Blake Griffin will hopefully land on a contender uh, these next few weeks. And Blake Bortles, we're rooting for not somebody to get injured in a playoff game, but just for Blake Bortles (laughs) to get an opportunity in the game. I don't think he ever got in. But, yeah, guys like that, like, they're so fun to root for. They come on part of my take, and you see the human side of them and how relatable they are. Um, Guys like that, it's just so much fun to root them on when they're playing. Like, Brooks – Brooks won his tournament in Arizona last week. He just came on the pod drunk. <laughs> or he wasn't drunk. He told a story about when he was drunk. So just things like that. We have, we have funny, weird relationships with some guys like that. Like 
like Urban came on the show, and now I told Joey, I'm like, hey, I'm a huge Jaguars fan now. And then he hired that coach, and we were like, all right, we'll yeah. pump the brakes a little bit on that. But whoops, <laughs> right? But like Jalen Brunson, Joey grew up with him, so we're like, go Mavs, we love the Mavs. He's been on the show. Duncan Robinson came on, and then we were like, all right, we're throwing all our money on Duncan Robinson in the. All right, Andrew, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to give him the, uh, the whole list of our guests. Well, I, I think I'm telling him because I think it's funny the like random guys that all of a sudden we'll just like tweet about you know like we're forever indebted to them. But we do have a guest coming on tonight. That I want you to say something nice about him. I want you to say something nice about EJ Liddell. He, he's a great player who deserves more respect because I'll admit I just said I pretty much am contradicting myself. You asked for my players. And EJ Liddell didn't come to mind because Dickinson and Butler and Kispert and Garza, they all come to mind. So he deserves more respect. I think I might be brainwashed from just on Twitter and uh, watching TV because people don't put him in that conversation. But if you guys start making a run in March, people will realize, wow, Ohio State is for real and Liddell is for real. So speaking of under-respected teams, what about about, under-respected people? What about team-wise? Some teams maybe that can make a run in March. I feel like we're just all over the place. Like we literally are jumping from <laughs> from player to team to player. There's to no, guess. there's no structure. No, there's fine. no structure to this right now. Totally fine, and we're just talking all college hoops. I, I could do this all day. Um, so this may sound weird, but the defending national champions are still the Virginia Cavaliers, and by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be after their tough game at FSU, which starts in a couple of minutes. Um, but I feel like Virginia is low-key flying under the radar right now, right? Because everyone's talking about the Big Ten, the Big 12, Gonzaga. Yes, the ACC's down, but Virginia has one loss in conference. And uh, I think it's a two-way race right now in the ACC. And if they win this game tonight, they're going to be, what were they, a three-seed in that mock bracket by the NCAA on Saturday? If they slide it up to a two – they have a chance to go back to the Final Four, and who knows what could happen. So let's play a little game here. Okay. This is a perfect segue. little contender or pretender, you know, the, the age-old game. Sure. And we'll go strictly down the top 25 list. But it's not for teams that can win the national championship. It's not for teams that can make some noise in March. It's strictly going to be on can they make the Final Four. Okay. For contender or pretender. Not win at all, just Final Four. Just, they just got to make the Final Four. Okay. We'll skip over the teams like Gonzaga, Baylor. Um, you know, those, those, obviously they can make the final four and we'll skip Michigan because we don't want to give any time <laughs> to Michigan also. So I guess we'll start with Ohio state and we're not going to go directly down the top 25. We'll give you, you know, five or six, but Ohio state, are they a contender or pretender for the final four? Certainly a contender because you guys are going to most likely be a one seed. Um, <laughs> I will say uh, the schedule down the stretch is your toughest stretch of the year. You have Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, three of your last four games, and a road game at Michigan State, which, of course, they're down, but that's not going to be easy by any means because it's still Tom Izzo at home for him. Um, so if you split those, I think you still have all your momentum. But if you go one and three or oh and four, suddenly you lose your fire and momentum heading into March, um, which we, of course, have seen with UConn over the years. Whoever gets hot in March obviously has a chance. No doubt. And then I can't disagree with you there. I think in my years, just talking specifically, we had no momentum going into the Big Ten tournament each year 
year that we were good. Mm-hmm. We lost and, – and, and one year we lost in the Big Ten tournament. We didn't make any noise in March. The year after that, we won in the Big Ten tournament, had some momentum going into the NCAA tournament. And then we won a game, and then we won a game we shouldn't have won then. So it, it, it's spot on. You need the momentum in order to, to make the Final Four. You can't just get out of thin air. Um, one team that has no problem making the Final Four in football uh, is Alabama. Mm-hmm. I may differ from you in this, but contender or pretender? So the guys on Benchmob rag on me all the time for not saying negative on any of these. <laughs> or, any, or just saying – just being negative, period. Yeah. Like Marty tries to screw with me just to say something bad about someone. I really don't do it because <laughs> I like being a nice person and not talking trash about anyone. Um, but just for the sake of this, I will say pretender. Uh, because obviously Alabama is a team that is having a magical season right now. Same, same with Mizzou. No one expected them to be in this position right now. Um, but my other co-host Rico, he brings us up all the time. Uh, Alabama lives and dies by the three, right? So -hmm. if they go that one game against LSU, when they were unbelievable, they scored what, like a hundred and something, 105. They just came off 115 against Georgia. Um, (laughs) What about, the game they shot 18, what about the game before yeah, that? Right. So 18 of 30 against Georgia, and then they beat South Carolina. Then they lose to Mizzou two games ago because they shoot 9 of 25. Uh, so all it takes is Bama to shoot 6 of 25, and then you're vulnerable. It's hard to, it's hard to win six straight games in the NCAA tournament the way that they play. Right. Know? But I mean, to get to the Final Four and win four? Possible. possible. Yeah. yeah. Right, I, I love NATO. I got one. It's kind of a two-parter. It's Oklahoma slash West Virginia. Okay, so when Oklahoma, when West Virginia lost uh, Oscar Shibwe, uh, he left the program, right, and transferred to Kentucky for next year. I didn't really believe in them anymore because he was one of their best guys. Um, but Deuce McBride, I love how they call him Deuce Miles McBride. Uh, he's a good player, but it's not just him because Culver – uh, Taz Sherman and this guy McNeil, they've all been really good this season. Uh, obviously, they had the heartbreaker to Oklahoma uh, in double overtime over the weekend, but they beat Kansas. They beat Texas Tech. Uh, so I'm going to buy, or I'm going to say contender for West Virginia. And Oklahoma, I, I want to say they're a contender too, just because they've lost one game since January 9th. Uh, I don't I don't see it from Oklahoma. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because when I just feel like I bet, I, I bet against them and they always beat me. Maybe that's why I just think they're a pretender. And it's just yeah. selfish, but I don't see it. I don't know. I just don't see it. I think the fact the truth of the matter is in my perspective, like you need guards to win in March and they have great guards. Uh-huh. So, so then they should be a contender, but maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just pissed at them and that's why they're a pretender. Yeah. I mean, look, Talking about getting momentum, uh, they have a pretty soft schedule to end. They have Texas, and then Iowa State, Kansas State, and then back-to-back with Oklahoma State. So if you can beat Texas and then split with Oklahoma State, you're looking at 4-1 and one to finish. Yeah. So I got, I got a question for you because we didn't mention the Gonzaga, Baylor, and the Michigans. So my question is, these top, these top seeds, these top teams – Baylor and Michigan, which have seen, you know, COVID issues in their program, 
Should these teams be opting out of their conference tournaments? We've had this debate, and we still don't know the answer because these top seeds, look, you're a one or a two. Sure, it doesn't technically matter. But I feel like for a team like Michigan and Baylor, Michigan was just sitting at home for four weeks. Basketball is basketball, especially for seniors, right? It's just I view it as another opportunity to play, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. I think each team will treat it differently. I think from a player's perspective, nobody's going to say no, but coaches are the ones they're making the decisions most likely or having a big say that are the ones that are going to be like, okay, let's take a step back here. Although, and I'm sure you saw this, the NCAA did announce today that one negative, one positive test is not going to eliminate you from the, from the tournament. So that maybe they're doing that number one, because it's safe to do that, but also they're doing that to make these teams play or to help push these teams to play in the, in the, in their, in their respective conference tournaments. I don't know what the answer is either, Jake. I right. don't think there is an answer. Because honestly. we'll be honest for a team like Gonzaga, if they're undefeated, there really is no benefit. None. Uh, yeah. All right. Just to reel us back in to finish off the, the whole game. We're playing this extremely fun game. Last contender or pretender, one that is near and dear to your boss's heart, the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> If I said pretender, he'd kill me. So I just have to say contender and cover my butt because there's really no, no analytics or statistics that need to back this up. This is just to uh, save face here. Um, but, but realistically, um, they often say you need senior leadership in March, right? Wisconsin has something they, that any other team can't say. They literally play only seniors. At least they're starting five, right? Um, so yeah, they, they have the experience and, uh, capability to make that run right now though, on the court, they're not, they're literally the most inconsistent team. Their last, uh, 10 or nine or 10 games, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. <laughs> you, you have the numbers in front of you. You, can you pull up what Brad Davison is shooting from two point? I think it is 28%. Um, I see 43% total. Okay, well, then it's probably not 28%. I swear he's shooting like – Oh, he's 15 of 64, 23.4%. It's even worse than I thought. Yeah, he's yeah. so bad. Oh, But he's 36% from three. Attaboy. That's like me. When I played, I was – I think I made one, two – or two two-point baskets in my four years, and I made a lot more threes. I, it's just why, – why go inside when you – I mean, three points is worth more than two. It makes a yeah, lot of sense. for sure. Jake, if you got the numbers there, what's uh, how many games has Ohio State won in their last ten? What did you guys won? Like nine of ten? I think it's I think it's either nine or yeah, eight. nine of ten. You lost to yeah. Minnesota, and then on January third, and then starting Rutgers January 9th, Your only loss is Purdue on the nineteenth, two by two points. So yeah, and and it, that's a good segment segue to. Uh, I know we won't dive into you know it's not Ohio State bashing on uh, bench mobs. But we're working behind the scenes, anyone who's listening. We're going to get him, uh, get, get a good guest, good Ohio State guest on to talk, you know, talk some Buckeye hoops because it's warranted, right? I mean, Ohio State's impressive. Yeah, I appreciate it. That would be – they're in line to be a one seed. We've had someone from Gonzaga. We've had someone from Baylor. We've had someone from Michigan. Who's the fourth one seed right now? We've got to complete the uh, one seed uh, superfecta. Yeah, well, I will obviously – 
you know, I'll give myself up to say, you know, it is a, 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 you know, a show called Bench Mobs. I was a part of the Bench Mob. One could say a really good Bench Mob. And yeah. I was saying, you know, you, you keep having the stars on, you're going to have to change your name. So if you need someone who is a Bench Mob guy, you just let me know. I know I'm not Jared Solinger or Greg Oden, but I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't give a shout out to the Bench Mob realists that are sitting there wondering, why is their name Bench Mob when they got Cade Cunningham and Jared Butler coming on the show? <laughs> well, I think they're the Bench Mob. I think it's the same, like, like the, the hosts. Like, they're not in the game. They're, oh. like, essentially the Bench Mob. That's how I look at it. You know, I haven't really thought of it in depth. PFT actually helped come up with the name, but yeah, you, you, we could we could roll with that. <laughs> I would like to see your celebration. Uh, so the way we got connected, one of your former teammates, my background, Daniel Giddens, yes. who transferred from Ohio State, then went to Bama, then landed at Vermont. I worked with him. You played with him. Did you do anything crazy when he made a move like this? Yeah. For I mean, Daniel Giddens is the funniest player in terms of uh, – when his freshman year at Ohio State, it was boom or bust. He was either dunking on the whole team or he was shooting a fadeaway left-handed hook off the backboard out of bounds. Like, yeah. there was no no in-between. Obviously, when he got to Vermont, he was a very polished player. I remember uh, Daniel or D. Good or D.G. as we, we call, call him. We call him D.G. in Burlington, yeah. Yeah, so, so D.G., when he – we're playing Purdue – Jay Sean Tate shoots a floater from just inside the free throw line and it's going to swish. Like it's a great shot. Like that's JT's move. And Daniel goes up there and grabs it at like the top of the square and does a reverse dunk. And it counts. It looked like a pass. It ended up being like a top 10 play on sports center. And I just remember being like, why can't he do that every time? Because then there's also the times where coming down the court on defense, the ball would be halfway towards the hoop. Clearly, clearly on its way down and he's got a volleyball spike it into the eighth row it's like come on man let's use your head that's very fun very cool but let's, yeah. let's use your head he I love that guy though I would I would go to war I wouldn't want to go to war with anyone other than him as you know I mean I had my fair share of celebrations for him but he's a he's the perfect guy that you'd want on your team if you're on the bench mob because plenty of celebrations to be had so much fun uh I I watched the uh college football championship with him and uh he's just fun to watch sports with and be around not even just basketball yeah he's a very intellectual guy a lot of people don't know that he uh yeah he could talk about just about anything he loved talking about judaism with me like he just loved it like he just it. He was so, honorary member of the tribe right exactly he literally will still text me to this day when i say hey dg what's up like let's catch up he'd be like my Jewish brother, how are you? Like that's how we were. It's just so, yeah. Honorary yeah. member of the tribe, without a doubt. Yep. My last question for you, Jake. Yeah. Whether it's you know producing and helping out with part of my take or your or your own show, Bench Mob. Who's been a guest that you're like, all right, this is pretty damn cool that that I'm talking to this guy right now. Um. So we're only in year one of the Bench Mob, but we've been very fortunate to have the best players like Luca Garza and Kispert and Suggs or not Suggs but uh Butler on the pod um but the part of my take guest list is amazing I mean I'm not gonna get cocky with it but it's surreal seeing some of the names they have on um unfortunately the last year uh all those interviews have been via zoom like we're doing right now um so they've had pretty cool celebrities and athletes on but pre-COVID, I got to meet guys like Gronk, 
Julian Edelman, Chris Bosch, uh, just coming in the studio and talking with Big Cat and PFT, right? As I call them, Mr. Cat and Mr. Commenter professionally. <laughs> um, so that's been cool. But even on the non-sports side, they have uh, a couple months ago was Matthew McConaughey, and then they're. I wasn't there, but in the back of a van with Zac Efron rubbing Big Cat's belly button and like weird stuff like that. It's really cool. The range of people and the range of topics that they get. It's, it's awesome to see. I'm very lucky. What's, what's kind of funny about, you know, everything that's happened in the last year is like for you guys, it's been like, damn, we can't have these guys come into this awesome studio. You know, we have an amazing setup in person interviews. And for Joey and I, we've been like, Ooh, like, it's so normal to hop into Zoom. Let's just shoot these guys the Zoom link. Like we were doing phone interviews forever. So it's yeah. like we've we've benefited from people being like, Oh yeah, I know what Zoom is. We zoom all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zoom, who knows if it's here to stay. Unfortunately, we'll probably be in this similar setting for a couple more months at least. But hopefully by the next time we get to college basketball season, I I would hope there is a Maui. I would hope there's a Bahamas with full capacity and traveling. We'll see. And we'll meet you up in Vermont for a game. Let's do it. I, I have uh, soft negotiations with your friend Mark Titus to call a uh, Dixie State game. I don't know why, how that came to be. but Because they're the new Division One team, right? Right, right. So he was on PMT at the beginning of the season, and then he said something about wanting to get involved with uh, color commentating. And they're like, yeah, you can call a game with our guy, Jake, because he does play-by-play. -play. And then he, uh, I think PFT recommended Dixie State. So maybe, maybe that'll happen one day. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Well, before we let you go, what we do on, uh, on our show, and it's actually a nod to part of my take because you, you guys have done this in the past as well. Uh, we like to open up the floor to our guests, and, and I say this every time, but this time in particular seems a little bit more special Obviously, you got a ton of experience doing this. You got any burning questions that you like to ask us? Hmm. That's a good one. I mean, I could ask you, like, the typical who's your pick to win at all, but I feel like that's boring. You guys are going to say your teams, I feel like. I mean, uh, besides Ohio State, I like Baylor a ton. I got, I'm a little bit partial to Baylor. My buddy is on staff there, and I think yeah. that their guards are incredible. But we don't need to ask that one. That's too generic. You're right. Okay, so here's a more like outside the box. And still has to do with college basketball. Uh, March Madness is going to be very different this season. Do you think there's anything uh, that we're going to see in the tournament this year, whether it be schedules, location, uh, bracket changes that we see this year that is going to be a good enough change that they make permanent? That's a really good question. And I think the I would tell you that it's not going to all be in Indiana ever again. Right. They need to spread it out. It's not going to be as close together as this one's going to be, you know, like a shorter – like, you know, it's never going to be Friday to Monday again for the first no. weekend. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. Like, they're never going to do that again. Um, but I think one thing that maybe could be here to stay is the way that they seed it. Where they, the seedings being truly 1 to 64 or 68, mm -hmm. you know, where – doesn't matter if Gonzaga is going to be the number one overall seed. That's a given. But when you get down to the four seeds and the five seeds and the six seeds, like they start to, you know, change the seed line based on, okay, do we want to give this team a lower seed, but a better location and a quote unquote better draw? 
or you know this seed a higher seed and a worse location. I think that they might finally go to the all right, if this team is the 15th overall team in the country, like they're going to be a four seed, not a five seed. You know, I think that that's yeah. something that could be here to stay. I think that's realistic. I also think uh, I'm very excited for the standalone Sweet 16 round uh, where every game is by itself. You'll have, what, eight hours straight of basketball with no overlap. Yeah. I feel like there's no way that system can fail. And, and I, just from college, sorry, Andrew, just last thing. Oh, you go, you go. From a college basketball player's perspective, if you're a lot of teams' goals are, are to make the NCAA tournament, great. Right. But as you get in the high level college basketball, your goal is not only to make the tournament, to make the Sweet 16. Like that's a big deal, being yeah. in the Sweet 16. So mm-hmm. it should, as, as exactly what you're saying, it should get its own stage the same way Elite Eight does and the same way Final Four does. It should get its own stage. 100%. It's also going to be cool because the second day, which is normally Friday, is Saturday. And that's going to be a full day of, you know, uninterrupted, no work, no school. But I was talking to my friends about this last night. I like the thrill of finding ways to watch games on Thursday, whether it was in high school with your phone, like, on your leg or, you know, you – like, I, like, purposely moved classes at the beginning of the semester, like, scheduling for the spring semester – I'd be like, I don't want class from this time on Thursdays and this time on Fridays because I knew I'd want to be, like, in the same spot at the same bar from 11.15 to midnight. So I hope they go back to the Thursday, Friday. I think it's so cool. I'm going to miss Thursday through Sunday. Um, But, yeah, I remember, like, asking my mom to pull me out of school on the Thursday and Friday because those are the two best days of the year, so – I I just just looking at Twitter now. We have to do this, and I like we got to break some news. Yeah, uh, Jalen Johnson just opted out um, for the rest of the year. That's I hate that. I don't. I unless it's like a personal decision, like family, whatever. I don't. I, I guess quickly you want to give your thoughts on that. That's brutal for Duke. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't listen to our podcast, Bars to Bench Mob. My two other co-hosts, Rico and Marty, they're big-time Duke fans, so it should be a very interesting episode <laughs> on a Wednesday night coming out Thursday. Um, the general consensus I get just from seeing from Twitter is people don't like the move, but it's Duke because everyone loves to hate on Duke. Um, John Rothstein said opting out with three weeks left in the regular season isn't opting out. It's quitting. It is quitting. Um, I agree. So if Duke was in Gonzaga or Ohio State's position right now, I think we agree there's zero chance this happens, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I saw Dan Dockich, who is uh, one of our good friends. He yeah. tweeted, uh, is Duke going to bill Jalen Johnson for his uh, second semester tuition? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously he's going to be a lottery pick, it looks like. So, like, personal decision to help his career, I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, and COVID, if health or safety is involved, that's totally understandable. Uh but Duke of five hundred. Right? Yeah, it's and we're not going to assume anything. No, um, we're not. but I think it's safe for us to have the debate on if Duke was a one seed right now, would he be doing this? I think there's. I think he's out. opting out so he can be home for Christmas. Which is <laughs> what they did in uh, nine months, season. ten months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Coach Fair. K said, "I want the guys to go home for Christmas," right on on December twenty sixth. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be uh, – it's going to be an interesting couple of days here in the college basketball world. But, again, if it is his personal decision, he's yeah. allowed to make that decision. We don't know, 
yeah, we don't know anything else. And right. you, well, you can save the rest of your ammunition for when you record on Wednesday night for uh, Marty and Rico to, yep, 100%. to be very sad probably. Yep. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. We, we owe you one. You gave us a solid hour. Uh, some of it was off the air. Some of it was before we started, but we appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime guys don't hesitate to reach back out. Happy to help again, two weeks till March, four weeks till the tournament. It's the best time of the year. So I can't wait. No doubt. We're with you. We appreciate it, man. Good luck the rest of the way. Um, go listen to Barstool Bench Mobs. It's releasing on Thursdays, correct? Monday, Thursday. Yep. Monday, Thursday. So new one's going to be out. Um, when you're listening to this show in two days. So go check them out. Follow Jake on Twitter. If you don't already, I'm sure you already do. Um, it's been a blast, dude. And we will be talking to you again soon. Of course. Thanks for having me guys. And uh, good luck to you guys and your Buckeyes and your Missouri Tigers the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Good luck, to your, good luck to your five teams. <laughs> my alma mater, my former employer, and my favorite team growing up. I'm going to stand by that until the day and, I died. And and Gonzaga because you had, you know, because you had Kispert on and no. Iowa because you had Garza and you guys love Bohannon. We didn't even talk about that. We had yeah. Bohannon on and you guys great. love Bohannon, which <laughs> so do we. But. Yeah, he's, they're all fun. But at the end of the day, it's those three. Hopefully they're all three in the tournament. It's possible. Sir, absolutely. We love it. Jake, you're the man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. There's a song right, that comes cool. to mind. Very cool, Jake. Very cool, Jake. <laughs> There's a song that comes to mind when I think of EJ Liddell. Oh, I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. Except his life is not a nightmare. He's a kid and he has probably the coolest life in the world. Would you agree with that? No, I think we should have started this by saying, very cool, Jake. Thank you. That would have been funnier, but that's okay. I screamed it. I hope it got, I hope it got recorded when I was like, <laughs> Very cool, Jake. Very cool. You know what I forgot to ask him? Jake, what not EJ. I forgot to ask him if he listens to other podcasts because of how much work and producing and editing he has to do for his own. I would be curious to see what he has to say. I got to really be intrigued to throw, on a, to throw on a show. The guest has got to be top-notch for me. I have very high standards. I, I listened to part of my take, Tyus and Tate, and – uh, you know, I mean, like part of my take, Titus and Tate. Part of my take, Titus and Tate. And occasionally, what? I'm dabbing. Um, and my buddies have a podcast, Elevation Nation podcast. I'll listen to theirs too. But I, I listen to a lot of daily radio, like those shows that are also TV. I like listening to Colin Coward. I like listening to Greeny. Is it all right, we hope you guys enjoyed the interviews with Jake Marsh, Jake Marsh and EJ Liddell. We got a big week of Buckeye basketball this week. Penn State, Joey's arch rival, and then Ohio State's arch rival, Michigan. Buckle up, drive the lane. Go Buckeyes, beat Penn State. I hate them and beat Michigan. Beat that team up north. Cross those M's out, baby. Yeah.